Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 3, please. Hello, hello, all right. Isaiah chapter 3. And uh, today I want to share about leadership. The title of my message is Leadership 2000. In other words, becoming a leader in the year 2000. Amen. Amen. Now, whether you know it or not, you have a sphere of influence. There are some people that you will influence and do influence in your life. Amen. You will influence your children. You will influence your friends. You will have influence on somebody. Everybody has an empire. Amen. No matter how small it is, everybody has some people who follow him or her or who listen to him or her in one way or the other. If you are just a husband, you have your household, your wife, if you have children, your children, whoever. And leadership is somehow like cooking. Um, leadership is the art that puts things together and makes everything look nice and beneficial and makes everything beneficial for everybody. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? Yes. Leadership can be likened to cooking. You have to know how to put things together so that things are nice, beneficial, useful to everyone. Are you listening to me? So leadership, point number one, if you are looking for points, is the fact that leadership can be likened to the art of cooking, putting things together until people benefit. Amen. And um, God has provided resources everywhere for all of us. And um, it is a leader who puts these resources together until everyone is blessed. Are you listening to me? Right? The next definition I can give you for leadership is leadership is the ability to make progress. To make progress. You'll notice that the world is divided into two groups, the developed and the undeveloped. In other words, those that have made progress and those that have not made progress as far as what we call development is because in some places you know they say they are developed but you wonder at some of the problems they have so but in the the light of what we know as development electricity roads light water education health standard of living etc you'll find out that the, the world is divided into two groups really the developed or those that went forward and those that didn't go forward 
the undeveloped and then the developed all right and so leadership is the ability to make us go forward amen all right uh, is that the next one is leadership is the ability to create advancement advancement to advance some people call them the advanced countries have you have you heard that term before the advanced countries all right is the ability to advance in whatever way whatever sphere all right and the next definition of leadership leadership is is the ability to build just like the ability to cook you know it's the same thing leadership is the ability to build now building involves pulling together your resources and making something creating something that did not exist and it takes a leader to build a house there are many people who have earned lots and lots of money but have not built anything and there are people who have earned not so much money and have been able to build something it is the art of leadership that enables you to build if you look in the bible carefully in proverbs chapter 24 you find the bible says that a house is built by wisdom not by money are you listening to me so leadership can also be likened to the art of building amen are you listening to me leadership can be likened to so many things but for now i just want us to take those few definitions now um why do i want you to lead or become a leader this year because leadership once you have it or once you are developed in the art of leading people or in the art of leading you find out is something that applies in all spheres so the ability to lead is a general ability which can be applied in any area that is necessary in other words if you have the ability to lead you can apply it in any field that comes your way are you listening to me yes, and that is why you will notice for instance in the government not necessarily this government but any government you'll find out that you don't necessarily need a doctor to be in charge of the ministry of health all right you sometimes you can have a lawyer in charge of the ministry of health sometimes you you can have a different person unrelated to let's say finance or mining or whatever then he can be moved from there to the ashanti region and and so on and so forth because really what they are doing out there is they are exercising leadership and once you are able to lead in one field you are able to lead in another field are you listening to me if you are successful selling cars you are likely to be successful selling cement if you are successful selling cement you are likely to be successful selling tomatoes it depends on which line you want to pick if you are successful building a church you are likely to be successful doing business uh, that's why there are many businessmen who ask me for advice real advice from real businessmen and there are many businessmen who have told me or that some people have told me that if you were a businessman you would be very rich and uh, not because they themselves being leaders and having built up things from scratch can see that you know it is as the art of leadership which is at work building the church having branches doing this doing all sorts of things 
creating and leading is just an art and you can apply that is why although you are a pastor although jesus was just a, was a minister of the gospel you know he was concerned about people's taxes he advised and helped people to pay their taxes he told peter how to fish amen where to fish he was concerned about how they were getting money and how their work was going etc and, and when they took his advice uh, things got better are you listening to me are you here or you've gone home all right now leadership is so important that you don't know it's important amen leadership is 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 like beauty you can't really define it but when you see it you know it <laughs> you didn't hear me I said leadership is like beauty you you can't really define it like what 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 makes a beautiful woman you can't really define it. but when you see you know it and so leadership involves so many complex things and and it's something that we must have now the most important things in this world are the things which human beings often overlook and disregard let me give you a few examples water we've used it today most of us and we don't often think that it's important is that not so oxygen we are using it right now we don't know that it's important these two vital things if you like take them away from your life and see what is going to happen your whole life will just change you know there are some countries where they have to wear masks because the oxygen in the, in the environment has been taken up has been taken up so it's, it's very important I mean, we are used to it we are we're using it and so we don't realize it's important same thing with leadership leadership is so important that it has fallen in the category of water oxygen uh, light and so on that when it is gone you suddenly have a completely different thing and you just wonder uh, how you didn't regard its importance and that is why uh, in, the, in places where they recognize and appreciate leaders they often have memorials and so on in remembrance of great leaders who did things because when you people realize that where there is a leader you know you have a great nation you have a great people you have a great following you have great things are achieved but where there's no great leader nothing is done the same people like i said it's like cooking you need to be able to select the tomatoes the ginger the onions the rice the oil this and put them together and then you come up with something nice but if you put some of us in the kitchen with all these ingredients we may not know what to do next that is going to let us be able to eat at six o'clock when it all you can happens are you people fasting all right ask the person next to you brother are you really fasting okay are you listening to me today so the point that I'm trying to make is is a, a leader is a one who puts together the resources of that are available to him and then builds something amen, amen. are you listening to me yes. all right so uh, uh, you find out that in the so-called undeveloped countries it is not that we do not have um, 
um, resources, ingredients. The ingredients are there. If you compare the continent of America with the continent of Africa, you realize that um, Africa has similar resources to America. Africa has beautiful vegetation, etc. So does America. And somebody say, oh, but Africa has a large desert. America also has a large desert. Somebody say, oh, America has a big river. We also have a big river. We have the Nile and we have other... We also, they have lakes. They have the Great Lake. We have the Great Lake. They have a big waterfall. Everybody goes to see the Niagara Falls. We also have our big waterfall down the Victoria Falls. We have... They have mountains. We also have Afajato. We have Kilimanjaro. Name it and claim it. In fact, every individual country has beautiful things. If you go to Nigeria, they tell you the very, very beautiful part of Nigeria is a Joss plateau area it's a very nice place and so on everybody has tourists attract they have beaches we have beaches we have they have intelligent people we have intelligent people our national our own citizen Kofi Annan is the uh, president of the world amen everything oil they have Nigeria is Africa we have oil diamonds they have we have gas everything people every, all the resources are provided Human beings, forests, land, diamonds, gold, they have everything. Oil, they have oil. That's where you got Texaco from, Texas. All right? So those things are there, but how to put them together? To make a nice thing that everybody's going to benefit from. That is what has been lacking. Are you listening to me today? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, many of us come into this life and God provides us with various opportunities and various things. Even there are some people who are provided, let's say, with a very privileged opportunity to become doctors. And they do become doctors. But even when they are doctors, they don't know how to use this resource to prosper in life. That is why there are doctors who are very poor. Lawyers. To be a lawyer is a great privilege because not everybody can become a lawyer. But there are many poor lawyers. How to use that resource and galvanize all the opportunities that are available to you and convert them into prosperity. That's leadership. That is why, because leadership involves leading yourself. There are ladies who are provided with beautiful faces, beautiful clothes, beautiful appearance, but they're not able to use it to make a good life for themselves. Because they don't have leadership, they end up wasting their life and being wasted. And meanwhile, the beauty which God had given to them could have been used and would have been used to create for themselves something good that would have benefited them. But they didn't have leadership ability, so they couldn't lead themselves into the right blessed opportunity that's why leadership is so important because the best way to see whether leadership is important or whether leaders are is to look where there are no leaders or to look where there's poor leadership are you listening to me today are you listening to me today and you don't have to look far you don't have to look far to see uh, uh, leaders, good leaders or bad leaders. For instance, in our country, I think President Rollins has been one of the best leaders Ghana has ever had, personally. 
I still think so. I think that under this leadership, Ghana has really developed. That's my opinion because I'm a builder. But I think they have a very dark side to their existence, a very dark aspect, which darkens a lot of the things that they have done and they do. I understand it. But in terms of leadership, they are galvanizing the country and moving the country forward. If you will be honest with yourself, you can see when they came, we were watching black and white TV. Oh no, it, it, it may look as though it's automatic, but that's what I'm saying, that when you take away leadership, then you begin to see immediately the effect of the absence of leadership. We are watching color TV today, and we are watching two channels, three channels. There was no radio station, we have radio station. There was no free press, we have a free press, somehow free. And even if it's, it is somehow intimidated, it is freer than it has, it has been before, because it is intimidated. Because if you are a journalist, you'll be afraid. You can be arrested, you can be picked up, you can be whatever. But relatively speaking, it is free. We have roads we've never had. Although it is the main roads, but it's still we have roads. And the side roads and the roads to our houses have not been done. And we wonder whether they will be done in our lifetime. But we do have roads to various places. Various places. Amen. Sakumono and all those developments and all those buildings have been done. Airports, harbors, rehabilitated. We have airlines coming. All the different airlines, five times a week. This one comes five times. All of them full. Tourists coming, hotels, golden tulips, what have you. They've built new hospitals, although the doctors are leaving. But still, the hospital has been built. Some have, hotels have been broken. Others have been built. What I'm trying to say is that... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that although people may not, I mean, I, I have my opinion, I'm just telling you my opinion, I still think that it is a good leadership that has, when I say good leadership, relative to African leadership. Because next door, around us, you can see. No, when sometimes our pastors come around and they tell us, go to Uganda, there's no traffic light in the whole town. There's only one traffic light in Kampala, and that one doesn't work. But even just here at Kwakwe last stop, we have a traffic light. <laughs> do, do you know Kwakwe last stop? Yeah, Kolebundia the mortuary. That's, that's Kwakwe last stop. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and so I, I am saying that, you see, in leadership just moves the thing forward. When you, I am saying relative to what we see all around us. Go to Sierra Leone, there was a time they didn't have a tele, they didn't have even a TV. TV was not even coming on. No telephone, no hospital. Sierra Leone, Liberia, all the countries around us. Telephones. Now we have telephones. We have mobile phones. And, and we, we, we have sewage system that is working. We have... Uh, people trying to collect the rubbish. I mean, there are great attempts, you know. So for me, as a leader, I can see the effects of it. But I'm, I still see a very dark aspect. Very, very dark. And that darkness can it somehow cast a shadow on everything that is done. Oh, yes. The injustices, the, 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 the what have you. Don't let's go into it. Our walls are there. You can read it from the walls. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when we talk about leadership, I'm talking about the ability to move forward. The ability to move ahead, to take a step, to go for. You see, like Korea, 
they were with us as developing countries. They've moved ahead. They built it. They now make televisions. They make radios. They make te- uh, uh, everything is made by them. Cars. They're one of the largest producers of cars. And they were just like, Kwame Nkrumah gave Korea some money to help them. And they have advanced. So I'm saying that advancement in your life depends on leadership abilities within you. And this year is a year of leadership. And I see you becoming a good leader in Jesus' name. You must must be able to make progress. Recently we had a wedding and um, one of the the brides, uh, the mothers, bridegroom or brides, mothers, brides, mother it was, came, came along and made a comment. You know, and the comment she made when she came to the church, that was Mrs. Anaini, you know, she came along. She said, she said something, she said that it's nice to see progress in the midst of stagnation when she saw the church. She said it's nice to see progress or advancement, something that is moving forward in the midst of generalized stagnation. Because if you look in Collegon or all around you, you will not see progress. Neither do you see advancement. But in the midst of stagnation, there is a forward movement. Yeah. I see you moving forward in the year 2000. You see, it is the ability to lead that will make you build a house in your lifetime. My father-in-law has built many houses in his lifetime. One day, he told his, one of his children, he said that for building, it's not money, it's wisdom. This is what he told his child. And that statement is in the Bible. That very statement is in the Bible, that a house is built by wisdom. You see, but experience will show you that you build not with money per se. Money is important, definitely. I'm not playing down the role of money, but the principal thing is wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to galvanize, to rally your resources and all that God gives you and turn it into something good. What little do you have? You can make it. Some of you, all that you have is your beautiful face. Your beautiful face can take you very far. Okay. I said your beautiful face can take you very far. But it can also take you very deep down. So you need, sometimes I feel that sometimes some ladies' beauty develops in faster than their minds. You don't understand what I'm saying. That their beauty develops quicker than their mind. Their ability to judge and to think and to lead and to take decisions. So before they realize, before they can even decide and move ahead and do the right thing, you know, you know. Isaiah chapter 3, we've not even read the Bible. I want you to notice a curse right here. It says in verse 1, For the Lord, behold, the Lord of hosts doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judea, from Judah, the stay and the staff and the whole stay of bread, the whole stay of water. Now, notice the curse. God is taking away some people. The next verse, he says he's taking away the mighty man, the man of war, the judge, the prophet, the prudent, and the ancient. Are you listening to me? Then he's taking away in verse 3, the captain of 50, the honorable man, the counselor, the cunning artificer, and the eloquent orator, and I will give them children to be their princes. And babies, babies shall rule over them. Amen. Amen. So this is a very terrible punishment. When God takes away the leader 
or leaders. And it takes away, these are different categories of leaders, different types of people who lead. And it's a curse when a nation does not have people, ancient people, elderly people, honorable people, captains, judges, prophets, spiritual leaders, what have you. All these people are important leaders. And when a country is deprived of those people, when those people are driven away, that country is forced to go down. And God said, I'm going to punish you. I'll take away all such people and just leave you there without a leader, without any kind of leader. It's a great punishment. He said that, you know who's going to rule over you? Babies. What can a baby do? What can a baby decide? Verse 11. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill for him, for the reward of his hand shall be given to him. Verse 12. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. I want you to notice the part, the, the second part of this verse. It says that they which lead thee, people who lead you, are you listening to me? Make you air. And then they destroy. They say, and destroy. Hallelujah. Amen. They which lead you, cause you to make mistakes in your life. And the second thing is that, they actually destroy. So when you have bad leadership, you have destruction in your life. If you cannot lead yourself, and leadership is basically taking decisions. Who has taken my volume away, please? Leadership is taking decisions. All that a leader does at the end of the day is to take decisions. A leader is supposed to take wise decisions, receive advice from different people, and take the right decision. That is what a leader does, to make advancement and progress come. Are you listening to me? And so, when a person is not able to take the right decisions and to lead properly, he causes his life to be destroyed. Something which would have been great is destroyed. Nigeria would have been, if, not, if, if you don't take it, Nigeria would have been a world power. World power. But with the type of leadership that they have had, you heard it on the radio a couple of days ago. Uh, they were collecting Abacha and his aides. They are collecting their money from Switzerland. And I listened to the, the Swiss banker or the Swiss policeman from, from Zurich on the, on the radio. It's saying that he is so far he's got $645 million. And that as another place he's got 80 something million dollars. And that's apart from the one billion cash that they had in the house. Petty cash. The one that they used to solve problems and buy fish and oil. Not a million, not two million or ten million. I said one billion. Wow. And all this money is stored away. So, you know, when I went to Nigeria to preach and I arrived in this oil-rich nation, one of the richest countries in the whole wide world, and I saw the queues for petrol, cars lying all around. I just remembered this scripture, that they which lead you, destroy you, and cause you to err. It's not that the, the, the tomatoes and the oil and the ginger is not there. The rice and everything is there. But the person to put it together. But often when you have somebody who should put the thing together for a blessing for everybody, he sits down and starts to gather enough tomatoes for himself and gather rice for himself and take it all away. 
and the people are sitting there waiting for the food to come, not knowing that the man, what he's actually doing is gathering things to travel with it. Then he'll come and announce that you've got to wait for some more days because the salt is finished, I've run for some. And they lie to us continuously. And they tell us the reason for our problem is this, the reason for the problem is this. But meanwhile, the reason for the problem is because you are just gathering the tomatoes and the oil and the rice together and you have different stories to explain it away. Until you are overthrown, then somebody will come and expose all these things. They will lead be destroyed. Cause you to err. So I'm saying that leadership is, and it's not just politics, the church. There are many churches which would have had church buildings. But they don't have a church building because the pastor may not be exercising a certain kind of leadership abilities. There are many churches that would have had, we didn't have a church here because we were here and then God looked upon us favorably and just gave it to us. No, 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 not at all. Our income, you can ask Mrs. Mate, has always been, you, you collect coins. You, if you like, when they are taking the offering, just listen carefully. You hear a song, the name of the song is Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, you hear the coins ringing. It's not because we were there and then just were endowed with riches from somewhere. Our leadership can put together the little and the much, and then we are moving forward. Are you listening to me? So this is a year of leadership. Now, I want you to become a leader because you were born to lead. You were not born to be led. You were born to lead. I said you were not born to, to be led. You were born to lead. Within you, there is something that can lead. And although you may not lead so many people, you will lead some people. You were born to lead and help somebody. That is why human beings always fight against oppression. Because we were not born to be oppressed. We were not born to be dominated. We were born to take dominion. God told Adam, take dominion over the sea, over the fish, over the cattle, over everything. And, and, and that thing is within us that we want at least a little sphere where we can dominate, where we can be master and we can be in control. We want small, a small area if it is only our house. There is something in us which wants to be able to have control over. If it's a woman, it's her kitchen. It's an offense to a woman to just, to just go into a house, go to her kitchen, and start helping yourself to things that are there. Why? For a woman, that is her world. That is where she's Lord. That is why all over the world, where there have been oppressive regimes, it's just a matter of time. They will fight against it. They will kick against it. Even Russia, after 70 years of communism, in the end, they were, they were, they were, they were thrown out. You understand what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? And that is why many, many African nations are, are realizing, many of the leaders are realizing that they, uh, uh, they, they don't want uh, dictators. People don't want dictators. We want democracy. So we are having a form of democracy now just a form. I was in Takradi recently and I was just looking for something in the bush and there suddenly I saw a long thing like a pipe and I said hey what's that and then I realized that it was the skin of a snake. The snake had shed its skin but as I was walking there somebody said hey the snake is still there the real snake is there and it is still the same snake, only it has changed the skin. 
many. Let me not go further. <laughs> okay, let me give you seven steps to becoming a leader in the year 2000. Amen. Number one, the first step is have a desire to be a leader. I am trying to stimulate your desire for leadership because when you have a desire, you immediately enter the ranks of those who will become leaders. No one who does not have the desire will become a leader. You must have a desire to be a leader before you can be a leader. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, the Bible says, and let's read it quickly if we have time. I believe we have a few minutes more. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, what does the Bible say? Let's read it together. It says, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office if a man desire, amen. If a man do what? Desire. Desire. Desire is the key to becoming a leader. It's the first and most important key to becoming a leader in this life. You must desire. Amen. Even spiritual leadership. Just as you have political leadership, somebody must be in the community and desire to help. Desire to lead. Desire to do something. Then he rises up. You know, uh, if you take somebody like President Clinton, he's always desired to be the leader of America, the president of America. It's a long-time desire that he's had. So people who eventually become leaders are people who have the desire. From today, begin to have a desire for leadership. I tell you, leadership will help your business. It will help your marriage. It will help your life. It will help your future. Step number two. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 24. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 24. Step number two is effort. Step one is desire. Step two is effort. If you make the effort, you will become a leader. Amen. Let's read verse 24 together, Proverbs chapter 19. It says, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. A lazy man keeps his hand in his bosom. Amen. And he will not move his hand from his bosom to his mouth. Now, what God is showing us here is that even to eat, you need to make some effort. Even to eat. Sometimes we are too tired to eat. How many have been too tired to eat before, since you were born? In the congregation. There are some people who are never too tired to eat. I know that. But there are also some people who experience tiredness. They're so tired that they cannot eat. All right, but there are some people who don't have that experience. Okay, but what I'm trying to tell you that you do need some amount of energy to eat, even to eat. You need energy. So anyone who is not prepared to exert effort in that direction will never become a leader. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, if anyone desire a spiritual leadership position like a bishop, that's great. 
He should be blameless. He should be this. He should be this. He should be up to tea. He should this. So there must be therefore the effort to become a leader. There must be that open aspiration, clear progression towards becoming a leader. You can't sit in church, do nothing. You don't even, not even to join the choir. You see, as I'm standing here, I'm an accomplished musician. I'm a drummer, I'm an organist, I'm a guitarist, I'm a congaist, I'm everything, I'm a singer. These are things that I did on my way to be that, on my way to becoming a leader. That is why I know all about the instruments, all about the music that they are singing in this church. It helps me. It makes me able to lead musical people. That is why in our church we don't play instrumentalists. We don't pay any, in many churches they pay the instrumentalists to come and play. In our church we won't pay you even 500 cities if you don't like to play, go home. We won't pay you nothing at all. It's a voluntary thing that you are doing for the Lord. If you don't like it, join another church. Simple. Because I've played instruments all my life without being paid. I did it as a Christian service. And we don't do it. It's not a, it's not a profession or something that we are doing here. Simple. And I know nobody can tell me to buy something that I shouldn't buy. I've, I've connected all these things, but I know about them. They cannot tell. I would rather tell them what they have to get. And, and, and I'm not saying it because I'm just the leader and nobody can talk. They know it. Amen. And so when you sit down and opportunities come to help you and to develop, and you are not prepared to do anything. You look at our church, look at some of the ashes. You see them, they are little, little boys. Go to some other churches, you find elderly grown-ups who are ashes. But in our church, you find that many people stay away. If you want to be a big shot, you don't want to make any effort, you just want to be, you know how the diplomats behave? They don't turn their neck like this. When it's time to clap, lift up your hands. Are you an ambassador? Don't bring yourself. When they ask you questions, you give diplomatic answers. Come on. Will you come to church? You can't rule it out. What do you mean that you can't rule it out? You can't rule it out. Will you fast today? We can't, we can't rule it out. You have to make some effort if you are ever going to become a leader. President Clinton became a governor. He stood for election. He lost elections. He came back, etc. President Rawlings, he did a coup. First time he was, he was arrested. He came back and he did another coup. And he succeeded. He went home and he came back and did another revolution. And after that, he succeeded. After that, he came and stood as a democratic. And he succeeded. He stood again and he succeeded. We don't know what is coming next. <laughs> There must be some effort if you want to become something. You've got to, to make a move. So don't, don't sit there and say, oh, hey, how many are going to be there? Hey, we are going to be. Thursday, you don't come. Uh, when we are fasting, you don't appear. Did you do nothing? You just sit there, boom. Bah. Are you dead? There's no life in you. You can sing. There are many singers who watch. Just watch them. And the singing wasn't too nice today. Perhaps uh, that other one should have sung it in a different way. Please come and sing it for us in a better way. That's why I don't have time to listen to a lot of criticism. 
I don't have time, honestly. I don't have time to talk to people who want to trap me. I don't have time to, people who, to talk to people who hate me. Jesus spoke to people who were hungry, who were thirsty, who were seeking. But when you have people who despise you and who are critical, you don't have to bother even to answer for one moment. When Jesus stood before Pontius Pilate and those people who wanted to crucify him, they asked him, are you the son of God? You say you are the son of God? Jesus didn't answer a word. He was quiet. When Jesus saw critical, wicked, horrible, dirty, wicked people who were trying to trap him and who hated him, he was just quiet. Jesus responded to hungry people who wanted to learn, who wanted to go forward. That's why I don't have time for people who criticize. You want to criticize? Keep on criticizing. I have no time for you. As for me, I'm building. I can appreciate people who build. I can appreciate people who are going forward, who are making efforts to do something. Yes, we are not perfect. Yes, we make our mistakes. Our mistakes are plenty. But at least we are doing something. When you have done one-tenth of what we are doing, stand up and criticize. People who make no effort, you, you can't even appreciate a leader. You see, that's why I say that there are some things I appreciate because I'm a leader. To, look, during this 21-day fasting, we are taking offerings. We say we are taking offerings to put terrazzo on the floor across there. That is me again standing in front of you trying to organize to raise money. I'm trying to. Maybe you go to the place you, you say it's not nice. And hey, this place is like this. It's like, why are you annoying? Shut your mouth. Please, we don't have time for you. Stop that rough there. When, when we are working and we are trying to organize and mobilize, and we came to check, the carpet is not nice. Please bring us a new carpet now. Make, do some effort. As soon as you see, you see, that's why I appreciate Scripture Union, Catholic. I went to the north. You see the Catholic Church. They have done so much. I don't have time to criticize people because the Catholic Church, at least they have introduced the name of Jesus Christ to so many places. People would have thought Jesus Christ was a soft drink or a mineral or something like that. But because of churches like the Catholic Church, Anglican Church and others, they are in places we would never, we may not get to in our lifetime. You don't have time to criticize when you are working. You see that somebody has made some effort. Stop sitting down and watching and criticizing. Don't be an empty bar. Look, critics are disappointed, disillusioned, non-achievers. Uh, uh, write it, write it. <laughs> I said critics are disillusioned, disappointed, frustrated, non-achievers. But when you see an achiever, yeah. How many steps do you have? Okay, I can't give you all the seven. Let me give you the last one. Training. Mark chapter 1. You need to be trained. Mark chapter 1. And Jesus said unto them, Are you with me? Training. So the first step is desire. The second step is effort. And the third step is training. You need training to become a leader. Mark chapter 1 verse 17. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straight away they forsook their nets and followed him. Amen. If you are going to be a leader, you need to be trained. You need to be taught. And this year, we are providing uh, so many avenues for training as a church. And let me tell you, if you are good leading a little fellowship spiritually, you will be good leading your own business one day. 
If you are good leading a little fellowship, you'll be good leading a big fellowship. If you are good leading a little fellowship, you'll be good, a good if you want to be a politician, you'll be a good political leader one day. Come, follow me, and I'm going to train you. This year, I want to really encourage everyone as our schools continue, our Bible schools. We have what we call School of the Word. School of the Word talks about, teaches you about the Bible, how the Bible came into existence, why it is there, what it contains, and so many important things. You know, compares the Bible with all the other religious books like the, the Quran and, and so on. School of Apologetics is another important school. That school teaches you about the other religions, like Islam. We go through the Quran. We have Qurans. I have two Qurans. We read the Quran and we read the Bible side by side. You learn it. You learn what the Quran says, what the Bible says. You learn why, what, who was Muhammad about Jesus Christ, you also learn. You learn about Buddhism, you learn about all the things so that the faith that you have, you really understand. Apologetics means to defend your faith. In the school of apologetics, they watch a film about, um, about the nation of Islam and the, um, the nation of Islam and those, those aspects of Islam to learn what it is about, how it came to, into existence, and what they are trying to say, what Farrakhan and all those people are trying. We teach all these things, not to criticize those religions, but to show you objectively so that you can learn. If you are a Christian, you need to establish yourself. All these things are building you up so that you can be a leader. We have school of victorious living, school of pastoral ministry, school of... Um, Solid foundation school. We have the shepherd school. All these schools go on, on Sunday afternoons. If you are going to be a leader, you've got to make some effort and join and participate. And yeah, I don't have time to come there. You don't have time, but you have time to watch soccer in the afternoon. You have time for this, time for that, time for Bold and Beautiful, time for Sunset Beach, time for Acapulco Bay, time for what you want to have time for. But this year, have time to train yourself to become a leader one day. And you even clap properly. The way you are clapping is, is, is somewhere. Number two. I am going to have, no, just, this is just information. I'm going to have special training for shepherds. Ministry shepherds, I am taking you apart. Specially, in the night, I'm going to be with you. Personally, I won't give that job to anybody. And I'm going to train you. And I want to see every ministry shepherd there. Every one of you. And we are going to train you to become leaders. Fellowship shepherds, I'm going to separate you from everybody else. And I'm going to train you. By the time we finish with you, you'll be pastors. Amen? Amen? And what a difference it's going to make in your life. So all of you fellowship shepherds, ministry shepherds, uh, ordinary people in the church, there are opportunities for you to be trained, to learn, and to grow. And God is going to use you. I said God is going to use you. And I know that God wants to use you. What a difference it will make in somebody's life if you yield yourself to be trained, to be, to be developed. How many have a desire to be a leader? A leader is someone who serves. Let me give you the next point. The next thing, if you want to be a leader, is you must have the spirit of service. You must want to serve, to help people. I believe that the only person who can be a leader is someone who has a desire to help others. If you don't have a desire to help others, then you are not a leader. You are a vampire. Amen. 
I said, you are not a leader. You are a vampire. You are, you are there to suck and to get what you can get. You are there to take what you can take. But a leader is not someone who is there to get what. I am not a pastor of this church to get what I can get from you. Amen. I'm, I'm not your pastor to get money from you. What kind of crazy idea is that? That I'm, I'm your pastor to try and suck your blood and to take money from you and to take your possessions from you. What type of crazy agenda that? But it's true, there are some people who have such an agenda. But I, am, I don't have that agenda. That is not my heart. My heart is to help you. All that I have ever done is to try to help you. Even the mistakes that I've made, they are all mistakes in trying to help you. Amen. And so what I am trying to let you know today is that you must have a heart to help somebody. But there are some people who are like the leech. All their prayer is give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me. Take all you can, get all you can, drink all you can and run away. How many want to serve? This year, decide to join the choir. This year, decide to be someone who stands at church and welcome. Even if you're an elderly person, decide to do that. Be a servant. How wonderful it is when you see a servant heart. It's a servant heart that becomes a leader. If you don't have a servant heart, you are never going to be a leader. You're going to be a lord. Many African leaders, they are lords. They want to be saluted, hailed, honored. Yes, Amasa. Yes, Amasa. That is, but that's not a leader. That's, 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 that's a pompous boss. That is not a leader. A leader is someone who is helping you, serving. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Read verse 1. What does it say? Let's read it quickly. I think we'll just end on this note. Let a man so account of us. That is Paul writing. Let a man account of us or think of us. Amen? As the, the what? Ministers. And the word minister is the word diaconos, servants. Amen? That is what you are. And stewards of the mystery. Steward. Have you heard the word steward boy before? Have you heard the word servant before? Yes. That is what a pastor really is. That is what a leader really is. He is a servant. He is a servant. I see you becoming servants in the house of the Lord. Stand to your feet and let's close this morning. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.